The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. Hello, everyone. This is Moms Across America. How are you? Good to see you with us today. This is Kathleen Fitzgerald with my co-host, Vicki Tonkins. Uh, we're glad to be here. Hi, Vicki. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been a long week already, and it's only... We're not even through the weekend, <laughs> but that's okay. So last week we touched, uh, we talked and touched and talked about Disney and I just can't let it go. And uh, before the show, we were touching on a few facts and I mean, you know, I couldn't get over the response from Disney. The fact that maybe kindergartners through third grade, the parents should actually review uh, some of the forms that the kids will be filling out before they're actually filled out. You know, teachers can't just give them whatever they want to have them fill stuff out. Parents have to be notified. Right. Um, maybe not talking about, you know, sexual orientation, gender orientation through K through third graders. But there was a whole kerfluffle of things that came about uh, a whole lot of people. And I thought, well, what's going on? And so I had some revelations as I remember way, way back in the beginning when um, there was Antifa BLM and they were doing their thing in Seattle on the big chop. Well, I heard the chief of police and the mayor say, we've got children down there. We've got basically domestic terrorists, Antifa BLM, that their children were down there protesting, burning and whatever. So then I heard one of the, the key players in this fight for uh, CRT and this sexual education for K through third graders, the lady, and I wish I wrote her name down, but I didn't, but she was saying, oh, I've got two children. One's a transgender and one's a pangender. I don't even know what pangender is, but she's got two children. My children are down there. Again, same game plan that we've got going on. So I'm just trying to make sense of it. So Vicki, you were talking about some stuff before the show, just enlighten us on what uh, you were saying, because it's important. Well, well, I guess, first of all, I want to say, how do you know your child is transgender and pangender or whatever else they'll come up with, with later on? I, I don't get that. Because when you talk to most kids, I mean, just if you just think about uh, first grader, second grader, third grader, when you just have a conversation with them and you say that little boy over there, they don't say, oh, well, you don't know if that's a boy. They know that it's a boy. They know the difference between a girl and a boy. Who is causing these children to become quote unquote transgender? Who is talking to these children saying to them, well, you know, you should be this because They've got to look at these people who are saying this and going, well, no, I, I, I pretty much know that's a little boy. I pretty much know that's a girl. And so that's where my concern always comes in. This is not, and I think this is a part of the plan that they have at Disney um, to basically indoctrinate these children, 
to believe that there's something that they're not. Um, and then we were talking earlier about how much of the different things that are being pushed, you can't look any further than Planned Parenthood. Their whole goal, and I don't want to be, be nasty or anything, but their whole goal is to depopulate. They're using everything they can to depopulate. Because think about it. If you have a boy who transitions to a girl or vice versa, which I'm sorry, it's not possible. You can cut it off, pin it up, whatever. It's not, you still have the same chromosomes. Anyway, but their whole motive, if you think about it, if you have this happening countrywide, how are we going to reproduce? How are we gonna keep up the population? So not only do you have them aborting children in the womb, murdering children in the womb, now you have them to want wanting children to say there's something that they were not created to be. Therefore, you have no way of producing children. And not only that, but Planned Parenthood has increased their services to be hormone replacement for these people who want to, desire to transition. This is a consorted effort by many organizations, and I think it is spearheaded by Planned Parenthood to depopulate because after all, there's too many people on the planet. I'm not really sure who told them they got to make that decision, but they feel like they can. And this includes Bill Gates and the likes who feel like they are the arbiters of life and they get to decide who gets to live, how they get to live, where they get to live. And I'm telling you, this is diabolical and we need to stand up and say something. So how is Planned Parenthood specifically um, contributing to the education of CRT and sexual education in the schools? They have all this free curriculum. So, I mean, you think about schools, schools really struggle. I guess it's not a good word, but schools have a problem uh, with funding and a lot of different things. So if somebody walks in, whether it's Planned Parenthood or any corporation says, oh, no problem. We'll take care of this for you. You don't have to pay one red cent. We have it all covered for you. Just let us come in and take care of it for you. So what do you think most schools are going to say? They're not going to re really look into it. They know who Planned Parenthood is. But now Planned Parenthood is presenting it as this is a great way to educate the children because we want to help the children. I got to tell you, every time I hear somebody like Planned Parenthood or a politician talking about helping children, I know that's not what it's about. And I run the other direction. So, um, and, and, and just like um, in China, you know, how you have that one child policy. So, in, so their population is going to be in half in 35 years. That's one of those things that is happening around the world. So folks, if you don't believe that this is all about depopulation, please, I beg you, go look it up. It's right there in front of you. Don't ignore it. You know, Maya Angelou has a saying, 
when a person tells you who they are, believe them. Believe what you're seeing because that's what's happening. So Vicki, I have a question. It might be a little bit, I'm naive a little bit. So I've always been under the impression that Planned Parenthood is a government organization or it's part of the government. Um, is that right? Or can you enlighten me? Where's Planned Parenthood come from? Because I'm sure if I don't know, there's a lot of other people that don't know either. Well, Planned Parenthood has been around a very long time. You know, Margaret Sanger started Planned Parenthood back in the 40s. So they've been around a very long time. They are not a government entity yet. And this is the kicker. Our tax dollars go to help fund Planned Parenthood. Not totally, because Planned Parenthood raises a lot of money on their own by selling baby parts and, and uh, from you know, independent donations from I'm sure people like George Soros and the like. Um, so they are an individual company, but yet the United States of America government helps fund them. And they are literally all over the world. Well, that clears it up because, wow, I thought, you know, Planned Parenthood was kind of an authority, but they just are a good business model preying on innocent victims, yes. exploiting those that they say they're here to help, meanwhile profiting off the innocents, and then using it as a tool and means and ways to further control the population. Is that what I'm hearing? That's what you're hearing. And you know, they try to present themselves as we are all about women's health. It's women's health that we are concerned about. Well, if you were concerned about women's health, you'd show them that baby before you performed an abortion on them. You'd let them see that this is truly life because when you do this, a lot of women walk away. And that's the reason they do not do it. That's the reason they do not require it. And so um, I think what they do is disingenuous when they talk about how they're there to, uh, for women's health, this is not about health. This is about a choice. This is about um, capitalizing on an, a, a woman who is in a very uh, difficult situation where she's, she has a pregnancy that she did not plan uh, to have, but now she's put in a situation where she's, she feels like she has to make this, this hard decision. And I would venture to say, Kathleen, that the majority of the women that go into places like Planned Parenthood, they really don't desire to, to kill their child. They just feel like they have no choice. And okay, so that, that brings me to the next level. Sorry, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what about the laws that are starting to come into play where you can actually kill or get rid of a born child after it's born and still call it an abortion or have it legal. I mean, we, that's, we got a couple minutes. Go off on that one, please. Well, it goes back, you know, that, that area right there is like, so you've carried a child to term. You've had the child. And now you just decided whether because it's a boy or a girl, you don't want it. I mean, how, I'm really trying to be, I'm, I'm really trying to be sensitive because I know women have been put in those situations and they've had to make those tough decisions. 
And I don't fault them for that. I fault those who are praying. And I'm not talking about saying a prayer to God. I'm talking about P-R-E-Y on women for a prophet. I think about how many people I know who cannot bear children, who would love to have a child. And you're going to kill a baby as soon as it comes out. This is devilish. I'm sorry. It's wrong. I don't understand it. I don't get it because the person has already carried the child to term. So why in the world would that even be a consideration? I, I'm, all, I'm, I'm not a person that's, that is at a loss for words most times, but this baffles my mind that this would even be something considered. Yeah, me too. I mean, here we are going from Disney to transgender, pangender, to Planned Parenthood, all the way to uh, murder. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not trying to be insensitive either because that's not what we're about here. But sometimes it's just, you got to call a spade a spade. So, yeah. wow. I know, this is a tough one. So, I mean, this is a tough topic, topic to talk about. So as we go out from this segment, we're going to come back here in a, in a few and we're going to lighten it up a little bit uh, as much as we possibly can. We'll bring some serious notes in, in this next um, robot that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Scott. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we hope you will join us. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Sad Eyes is available at hollismedia.net, amazon.com, and Barnes and & Noble, and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read. America, we've got a story for you. Like Vicki uh, said earlier, his name is Scott, but Scott is not the average um, computer. No, <laughs> Scott is a security control observation tower and they're going to be, they have, have these devices already set up. I know they do. Uh, but these two are going to be put into the um, Dallas airport, um, the Love Field Airport, and uh, they can do all sorts of things. So moms across America, how do you feel about being surveilled and even told what to do or being snitched on, basically, by an artificial intelligence robot called Scott. And we're gonna play a little clip for you so you can hear its voice and hopefully I can put it up to the screen. But so Vicky and I were talking about this, it's like, wow, we, we could tear this one apart. <laughs> oh my goodness, so Scott, he's a seven foot robot, like Kathleen said. 
that is going to be in the Dallas Love Field Airport. Actually, <clears throat> there's going to be two Scots. <laughs> I'm sorry. In the, in the Dallas Love Field Airport. So Scott's main job for now is watching, get this, watching for unmasked passengers. Because as soon as Scott sees that you do not have on a mask, Scott's gonna call the authorities and law enforcement and they're gonna come and tell you to put on your mask. Didn't see that one coming, did you folks? And someone said, what could possibly go wrong? Look at this video. Let me play this for you here. Hopefully I can put it up. Welcome to Dallas Love Field Airport. All Ubers, Lyfts, taxis, and rental car shuttles are located on the lower level. To access the lower level, please use an escalator or elevator to proceed downstairs. There it is. So, pretty fantastical that, uh, that, but you know what alarms me is that it's got like this uh, basically homeland security opter fiber opter uh fiber fiber optics sorry which uh, is capable of all sorts of uh different types of crowd control uh surveillance monitor it's also hooked up to the ai cloud rad system security system uh so you know that goes all the way and also it has biosurveillance capabilities um with with it so we thought we would just kind of go into it um sounds like a gay guy scott please put your mask on i was just like why does he have to sound like a gay guy uh because probably if they had a robot voice a traditional robot voice wouldn't it be a little bit intimidating because it says here um you can like the user can make the settings so the user would be the airport and so if like you know you drive up in the middle of the night um they can read your license plate um if you're suspicious and send out a series of warnings that will escalate in volume and severity <laughs> sorry it's just nuts. I mean, so if Scott can detect whether or not you're wearing a mask, what else can Scott detect? Oh, good question. Because here it says that they can um, they can detect or will be warned if you're wearing certain clothing. Mm. So I don't know what kind of clothing you have to wear to be you know, give Scott profiled, profiled. Come on, let's call it what it is. They're profiling people based on what they're wearing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. Um, and I and find also, it, I find it interesting in this article. <laughs> so you all have heard Scott's voice, but it's 
I'm sorry. But it says the robot, Scott, can bark warnings at police and call the police. The voice that we just heard is not going to bark anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop. I'm calling the police. Police. I'm sorry. I've got Put to stop. Put your okay. mask on. I'm just like, whatever. I mean, so, but, but it goes way beyond that. Um, I was reading the article. Um, but anyway, where it does have biosurveillance capabilities. Yes, that's it's, concerning. So what it's going to do is it's, you know, going to also be communicating with your phone and it's going to know if you've had the, the, the COV jab, Yep. what your status is, even what your credits. What do you have in the bank, Kathleen? Let me search. Let me search. Are you going to freeze my accounts? because I'm not wearing a mask? What? This is the kind of stuff we really need to happen. And of course, Kathleen and I have researched and tried to find how much this is costing. We haven't been able to find those numbers, but I can guarantee you that Scott is probably replacing five to 10 employees, if not more. Oh, it says on the website, their own website, telling you what's good about Scott, is it just shows like a security guy and he just disappears and then is replaced by a tower. It's well, showing you right there. We don't need people anymore. We're gonna go robotic. And then it even says here, if you have trouble with employees or personnel, because maybe they're getting still paid by on the government dole and don't wanna go back to work, or they can't because they don't want to get the jab, uh, having employee problems? Yes, we are. Well, we've got the solution for you. Scott, Scott to the rescue, a robot that will bark, bark orders. <laughs> so, so what I can also tell you is that a while back, several years ago in uh, New York, they put in, I think eight or 10, maybe it was 10 towers. And in the bottom has the Homeland Security Fiber Optics. And these have the ability to send out noise control sounds, frequencies, um, you know, all sorts of stuff, just like what the Scott is saying it can do. It can read all sorts of, you know, biosurveillance people, everything. Those were like, it costs like 8 million or something. I mean, I can't really tell you. That was millions these things costed. And they're in New York City all around now in strategic places where crowds are gonna gather in case they, you know, too many people gather and start having a problem with the government. So we know they're using these and these are sane. So um, looks like we've got uh, five minutes. Um, well, Kathleen, let me, let me do something that we normally we don't do but you know how in these articles folks when you're when you're reading an article and at the bottom you have comments by, by people on the article could you just let me entertain you with a few of with a few of these comments now this one is, is rather serious the advancements in technology that have provided faster communication and greater convenience can be weaponized against us and i think we're aware of that 
uh, political dissidents already face the political consequences of being denied financial and internet services. And we've seen that in Canada and we've seen it all over. So this is just another step um, in that direction. Uh, I thought this was really cur curious because you know, Kathleen played the, the video. And of course people have watched the video. Uh, this person says, it is clearly speaking like a gay person. Absolutely all part of the subtle, not so subtle move to make America gay already. No wonder I have never had children, could not imagine raising them in this world. You know, that's sad. That's another thing of not reproducing. Because once you get pat once you get under that two um, people having two children per household, once you get under that number, you don't come back. And we're like at 2.1 right now. And that really concerns me that we are we are killing ourselves and destroying our own society by our own hands and now we have scott helping people decide not to have children well i heard that i uh, just learned i don't know why but i just learned that um baphomet is transgender so it looks like they're turning them into their god rather than our god god i mean doesn't it that's what i think is happening so uh, that would make sense uh they want to recreate themselves in an image of their god i guess that's just one one avenue down the rabbit hole <laughs> so um, but you know it says though that scott is to help customers get around Give them instructions, be very helpful. Warn passengers who are breaking the rules, tell them you know that or you're wearing whatever, uh, I guess profiling them like you said, and then call security or operations. So under the guise that it's helping them, but also just like you said, leading us down to what what you would agree, uh, the digital passport, the, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, this is, pro and here's, let's go back to this, Kathleen. I'm, I'm gonna try to be really quick. When all this thing started with the pandemic and having people to lock down their businesses and lock yourselves in your homes and wear a mask and get the shot and do this. And now I don't know how many boosters we're up to at this point, four or five. All of this has, I have said this before, this is a precursor to them getting us programmed to do and say whatever the government tells us to do and say. So now we have Scott that has come along and Scott's going to help us. What I, what I don't understand too, Vicki, is that if masks, we don't have to wear masks and the pandemic is like Thank waning, you. why are they spending money on a robot to tell us to wear a mask? So what are they, you know, what's going on here? That's what are question. they planning? What are they planning, Kathleen? Because you know as well as I do that midterms are right around the corner. So this must be all a part of the plan. I am not a conspiracy theorist, but I know what I see. And there's a lot of planning going on to get us programmed to do exactly what the government wants us to do. Well, I can bet you that Moms Across America and this show is going to be talking about stuff that oh, yeah. other people aren't going to want to be talking about because we don't care. We're moms. And you know what? You don't poke the bear. That's so right. With that, 
Thank you. And Vicki. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Moms Across America. Stay strong. Stay in the fight. Don't quit. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, co-host of Black and White Network, here to tell you about my latest book, Sad Eyes. This is a story of Mary Margaret Murphy, our red-haired, green-eyed, gorgeous Irish lass born in Waterloo, Iowa in 1916. Incredibly capable and talented woman who wants to make the world a better place. She knew at a very early age she didn't want to live in Waterloo, but she knew what she wanted to do and she wanted to be a nurse. She did her homework and found the best place to learn to be a nurse was in Chicago, Illinois. Side Eyes is her adventure, growing and maturing in the face of adversity to become a very powerful voice in the American military during World War II. But it's also about her personal life and finding the love of her life for a fleeting moment. Sad Eyes is available at hollismedia.net, amazon.com, and Barnes and & Noble, and through your local bookstore. Enjoy the read. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.